Welcome to The Dirt Show, brought to you by Paul Vertoen, and today I'm going to be joined by promoter and driver with the Outlaw Mini Mod Series, Logan Brown. We'll also hear from Allison McKinney from the USAC Nationals, J.J. Wise, Land Pro's agent and auctioneer, and a little more from Paul Vertoeing right after a few words from our sponsors. Simply adding cookies barbecue sauce is sure to make meat taste better. But when you really want to hit a home run, try one of my approved recipes. Speed the Sauce Man here, and I've got a bunch of easy-to-make creations at cookiesbbq.com. Barbecue meatloaf, Grandma Elmo's broiler burgers. Heck, I'll even tell you the secret to Speed's racks of ribs. It's all at cookiesbbq.com. Hey, smart cookies use cookies barbecue sauce. Anything less is meat abuse. At Lampros, our team of brokers and auctioneers specialize in farmland sales, live land auctions, and online land auctions across the Midwest with total sales of 190,000 acres. At Lampros, you get a team of land professionals going to work for you. We pride ourselves on providing local service and knowledge with national marketing and results. If you're thinking of buying or selling, contact Lampros agent JJ Wise at 641-420-SELL or go to landpros.com. That's L-A-N-D-P-R-O-Z dot com. Played bumper tag lately? No matter how your car gets damaged, Midwest Collision will make sure it gets fixed right and on time. No shortcuts, no compromises. And remember, where you get your car repaired is not your insurance company's decision. It's yours. So make the right choice. Choose your locally owned and operated Midwest Collision. Give Bob a call today at 332-2434. That's 332-2434. When it comes to choosing your next industrial, commercial, residential, or ag electrician, choose Coles Electric, offering pole setting, directional boring, underground trenching, boom truck service, security systems, and much more. If you're a Steel Wasika co-op member, there are excellent incentives for installing a solar array with quick payback and years of reliable service. Planning, design completion, or emergency service, see ColesElectric.com or 507 507- 451-1387. With football and beautiful weather aplenty, you'll want to make quick work of everything on your automotive to-do list. Napa Auto Parts can help with great offers in September. Save time and money with a Craftsman Cordless Half-Inch Impact Wrench Kit for $199. And avoid waiting for a friend or a tow truck when your battery is down with the Napa 700A Jump Starter in your trunk. It's also specially priced at just $55.49. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Let me tell you, friends, about our store. It's a great place we call Miners Outdoor. Miners Outdoor, your total source Husqvarna dealer in Blooming Prairie, has everything your yard needs. From chainsaws, leaf blowers, and weed trimmers to zero-turn mowers and everything in between. That's what being your Husqvarna total source dealer is all about. Stop in today to see the best selection in quality Husqvarna outdoor power equipment. That's Miners Outdoor, Highway 218, Blooming Prairie. Miners Outdoor, Major Tough. Hey, this is Dave from Severson Oil, VP Racing Fuels, and you're listening to the Driver Segment on the Dirt Show. Welcome back to the Driver Segment here on the Dirt Show, and it is my pleasure today to be joined by Logan Brown, promoter and driver with the Outlaw Mini Mod Series. And Logan, you started your career in karts. Where did you race, and what were some of the memories you took away from your karting career? Well, first off, thank you for having me. In go-karts, we were about five years old. My brother and myself, my father got us into racing at the Southtown Speedway 
and Forest City, Iowa. And we won races in all classes that we've raced in, junior ones, junior twos, adults. I won a championship in each one of those divisions as well. My brother did as well. And some of the memories are racing with people that are running big cars right now. They're A mods or B mods still today that I still get to see around like Jake Dahl and Brandon Davis, and they're still out there racing, and I can say I got to race door-to-door with them in go-karts. So it's pretty nice to see them still doing big things in the big car world. But being in go-karts, it was our playground growing up. We were there every Saturday at the Southtown Speedway as kids, and that was probably the most fun we'll ever have in our lives, and we'll never get that back, but it was the most enjoyable part probably of my life so far. My favorite stat from your career is the second year you drove a B-Mod, you won the track championship at Hancock County Speedway in Brett when you were 16. You had an incredible career in Modifieds. Well, thank you. And yeah, we got out of go-karts. The funny thing is my dad traded our go-kart for a rolling B-Mod one time, and we didn't have a clue what we were doing. And we ran it for one season, got our feet wet, And then uh, the second season, we went full force in it, and we're consistent, picked up some wins, and got the track championship. Only won it by four points over J.J. Wise. Battled him all year long. Great competitor. So it was a tough battle. It wasn't easy, to say the least. I remember the very first time I saw a mini-mod. A-mod driver Dane Schultz lived a block away, and Nathan Kilwine and Mike Lawson would hang around down at Dane's shop, and one night I stopped by, and I said, what's that? It was a mini-mod sitting in the corner. They all said it was their latest toy. Where did you see your very first mini-mod? Rick Ackerman had one in Mason City, Iowa, and... I had no idea that these cars even existed, and he asked me to run it once at Britt at the Hancock County Speedway. That was my first time, and that was probably three years ago. So I'm completely new to him as well. The first words I heard that night at Dane Schultz's shop were affordable racing. That is what this whole series is based on. Yes, you can get a batwing chassis, anywhere from five grand to a brand new one, around 12,000 top-of-the-line stuff. And uh, we can go just as fast, or if not faster, than an IMCA A-Mod and a USRA A-Mod. So I can spend 10 grand and go just as fast at Mason City as the big dogs, and I don't have to break my wallet to go fast. And another driver told me you could actually pick up a three-, four-, five-year-old used one And with a little work and some knowledge, you can go just as fast as somebody in a brand new one. Correct. And that has been proven. Nathan Kilwine and myself, maybe two or three other people have taken five, six-year-old cars, bring them to the shop, work on them a little bit, set them up a little differently, what have you, and go out there. And if you drive them hard enough and you got the passion to drive in deep, you can win still with a five, six-year-old car. Another great feature to the Minimod series is you don't have to shell out $50,000 for a tow rig. No. Some of these guys have little open wheel, almost like a golf cart trailer, if you will, and that works perfect. I had a just a 20-foot trailer for my first Minimod. Fits perfect in there. You don't need a lot of tools. don't need a lot of space. So 
yeah, I mean, you don't need a 28-foot, 30-foot trailer anymore to run this class. When and how did you make the decision to get involved with this series as a driver? About three years ago, Rick Ackerman from Mason City, his son raced a mini-mod and was hurt, and he needed a driver to fill in, and he called me, and I accepted the seat, and we just started clicking off wins and having fun. It was just fun. So after that, I was hooked. So realistically, I got to give all my mini-mod time a thanks to Rick Ackerman for just giving me a shot to drive his car. So three years ago, I would say I became pretty much a full-time driver in this class. When did the idea come about for you to step into the role of Outlaw Mini-Mod Series promoter? Well, that's the question you'd have to ask Nathan Kilwine because he presented the offer to myself and my wife to buy in, partner in with him, if you will. And I was just blown away, caught me completely off guard that he asked me that. So I appreciate everything that Nathan and Becky have done for myself and my wife, being pretty much family now together. And I said yes, and we made a deal, and now I take over the series, and he runs the Batwing chassis. We're a partnership. We work together, and we just build this thing bigger and better every year. So it's an up-and-down thing, but for the most part, it's a great thing. I'm glad I'm involved, and I hope for just positive things to come in the future. Being a driver and a promoter can bring about some interesting challenges. Many drivers have done it over the years. How do you keep the two jobs separated when you're at the racetrack at your pit stall? Well, that's a good question also. I tell myself before I get in the car or I tell some other drivers, when my helmet goes on, I'm a race car driver just like anybody else. When my helmet's off, you can come to me with questions about the series and whatnot. And if you have questions about the car, you need to talk to Nathan Kilwine because he builds them. So with that said, helmet goes on. I'm a race car driver just like everybody else. When the helmet's off, I'm the promoter, make sure everything's going smooth, and uh, we, have a, we put on a good show for the fans. That is an awesome analogy. Track size. I have seen your series run big tracks like Kasuth County Speedway in Algona and smaller tracks like Chateau Speedway. Each track provides different challenges. What type of track do you prefer as a driver? Chateau Speedway, Lansing, Minnesota, is probably the ideal track. Stewart, Iowa is ideal track. And now the new configuration of Mason City Motor Speedway is beautiful for us as well. So those three tracks, I would say, fit us the best. But it is nice to get on Kasuth County Speedway in Algona, Hancock County Speedway in Britt. Those are almost like a Daytona, Talladega for us. You get some crazy speed going. But we got to try to back down from the big tracks because, you know, if you get going that fast, sooner or later you play a fire long enough, you're going to get burnt. So try to stay on a smaller track. But we do venture out to bigger tracks like Kasuth County and Hancock County. Oftentimes, drivers from other divisions will jump into a mini-mod to try one out. The reaction I hear is always amazing power-to-weight ratio. Yeah, they are very snappy, darty. I said the same thing. The first time I actually saw one, I was like, ah, you know, I had a USRAA mod. I had 
huge motor, Kevin Stoa built, big power. And then I'm thinking, man, I'm going to get in this small little car. My friends are going to make fun of me. And then I drove it, and I got out, and I'm like, this is crazy. Just fell in love with it after that. And uh, the power-to-weight ratio exactly is true. I got some guys that I've let race my car that are an A-Mod driver, and they actually sold their A-Mod and have purchased into the mini-mod class because it's more affordable and he's going faster. So uh, it was a no-brainer for some of these guys. Ben Krause is another driver that switched from modifieds to mini-mods, and he is having an incredible season. Yeah, Ben Krause, longtime friend of mine. We grew up racing go-karts in Forest City, Iowa, at Southtown Speedway since we were five years old. I've known him my whole life. He's one of the drivers I let drive my car at Lansing at Chateau. After that, he bought one as well, and he is just on fire. He's on a roll. He's either winning or maybe breaking. Other than that, he is also setting a good example, though, also, and trying to help sell these cars to other drivers, maybe a stock car, B-Mod hobby stock guy that is running on a weekly basis, maybe 10th place, not really getting any higher than that. Come on over to this class, and you can go faster, maybe be a little more competitive, and save some money and go faster. Besides promoting and racing, you also have a trophy business. Looking at your trophies, they are something to be proud of. It really takes a creative mind to come up with something unique that you know that a driver is going to covet. Yes, it's kind of a crazy little story there. Real quick, I started LB Awards two years ago, and the real reason why I started doing this because the mini-mod class, when I started in it three years ago, really didn't have any trophies. Anywhere we went or I saw didn't have trophies. Sometimes they'd get a big check. And I'm like, well, we got to have trophies. So I started having a local guy named Rich Lewerke in Mason. He'd build us some trophies. And I thought to myself, well, why should I pay somebody? I just build my own. So I did that. And then that turned into actually something crazy. Now building trophies for the Hancock County Speedway in Mason City. Motor Speedway, Kasuth County, and Algona, and I do some trophies for some various other tracks, Webster City, Iowa, some other tracks around Iowa. My biggest prize right there, I got to actually build a couple trophies for the Jackson Nationals for the 410 Sprint Cars, built some for Knoxville for David Gravel. So this trophy thing has brought a whole nother level of racing and meeting new people. It's it's pretty crazy where this a small trophy thing has has taken me. So. I'm pretty happy, fortunate, and just got a lot of good people behind me. How did you meet Mary, and was she a race fan from the start? actually met Mary through social media, and I don't think she was much into racing. She probably didn't know what she was getting herself into. She's a very successful tattoo artist. I didn't even know she did tattoos when I first met her, and then started bringing her around to the racetrack, and she did photography at the time, so she was kind of our... uh, little personal racetrack photographer for myself and my brother and the race teams. So she made us some driver cards and what have you. And she started falling in love with racing and she really loves going down to the Knoxville Speedway, watching sprint cars. I've got her hooked on sprint cars. People in the mini mod series love her and she's all about racing now. So I think I got her hooked. And talking about Mary's business, Tattoos by Mary at Studio 65 She does some incredible work. I bet if anybody listening wants a stock car, mini mod, 
modified or sprint car tattoo, she would do an incredible job. Mary is very talented at what she does. I always say she's the best in the Midwest. I still think that's true. And her business, she started out on her own in a small little shop. And then we decided she was going to go out on her own. And she has created a gigantic tattoo shop, awesome artist. I think she's got six, seven artists in there now. So she went from herself to now seven artists, just tattoos all day long, all week long. Anyone that's out there looking for a tattoo, it's a pretty big waiting list, but you pay for what you get. And the attention to detail is second to none when you come to Studio 65 Tattoo in Clear Lake, Iowa. Are any of your kids showing interest in the Minimod series? Um, They come out and try to help out every once in a while with their cars. My stepdaughter, Serenity, we had a go-kart for her for a little bit at the Southtown Speedway. That recently closed down. Not too many tracks around here now for the go-kart scene. We did just recently change our age rule to 12. So my stepson, Eddie, he's not old enough yet. And Kinzer's four, so he's not ready to go. Serenity, she's got no fear. She's 14 this year. I know she could do it. But then there's a point in me that's like, well, I got two cars to work on now. If I had three, I don't think I'd ever get them out of the shop. So if she ever wanted to do it, I'd probably let her drop the hammer one or two times and see how she did and go from there. You are also the only driver I know that seems to have a goat problem in their race shop. (laughs) Yes, my wife decided we should have a funny farm. We just recently moved out to an acreage. And now I think we have 11 goats, one miniature donkey, and a miniature horse. And I'm pretty positive there are many more animals on the way that I don't know about. So that's all I got for you there. The new configuration at Mason City Motor Speedway with the high banks. What an amazing show your series puts on. What is your preferred line around that track? It is a beautiful facility. Hats off to Todd Staley for rebuilding that track, made it bigger from last season. I prefer to rip the top. That's just how I am. I'm always on the gas. But in this class, seems to be more the middle to bottom is where it's prevailing lately. But you could run all over that track. Mason City puts on a fantastic show in all divisions. Many mods, we scoot around there. Sometimes we set the fastest lap times of the night anywhere we go. So it's lightning fast, high banked, really throw it in there. It holds and just fly down them straightaways. You also tested the structural integrity of an Outlaw Minimod chassis a few weeks ago, and it passed the test. Yeah, that uh, wasn't a very good day. Uh, I joke around with some people before that day. I said, if I can't roll a Minimod, no one can, because I've never rolled one before. And then three weeks ago, went into turn three, hot and heavy, left front gave away, and I barrel rolled it maybe five, six times, I'm not sure, and destroyed the car. Everything held up. I'm safe. Nathan Kilwine builds a heck of a car. Everything held up. It was just a little too bent for our liking, so we uh, cut it up, and we're making a new one as we speak, and we'll have one put back together before you know it. We'll be back out there by the end of this season. I promise you that. What is your most memorable night in a race car as a driver? Well, to be honest with you, it would probably be winning my championship at Brit in the B-Mod. I 
had to start dead last in the feature, and I had to finish at least four spots behind J.J. Wise to win the points. If I would have finished five, I would have lost it. And somehow I drove through the field and finished exactly four spots behind him to seal the championship in the B-Mod series in Hancock County Speedway. I would say that. If someone listening out there has interest in the Mini-Mod series for 2022, there are great opportunities out there for both new and used cars. Yeah, we got a pretty wide range of cars out there, but they go so quick when they go up for sale, they're sold in about two to three weeks because everyone wants one because, once again, they're affordable. So we can find some, you know, a 2015, and there's brand new ones for sale right now. There's a 2021 still up for sale that's going to go here before you know it. So if you're listening, if you want a mini mod, I suggest grabbing one now because they go fast. Otherwise, you got to order a brand new one, and there's nothing wrong with that either. But when they go for sale, they sell quickly. How can they find out more about the Outlaw Mini Mod series? Well, there's two ways. Go to batwingchassis.com, and you can see everything about the Batwing chassis through Nathan's website. Or you can go to the outlawminimodseries.com, and that will give you the rules, info, schedule, sponsors, anything that you want to know about the series, go there. Batwing chassis is about the cars. Also, we have a Facebook page, the Outlaw Minimod series on Facebook, and Batwing chassis on Facebook as well. Social media is huge for us, but the websites are very helpful also. You also have a great title sponsor on board. Yes, Drury Automotive in Eldora, Iowa, Dan Drury and Kelly Drury. I've known Dan a long time, and since this season I took ownership of the series, I wanted to reach out and get a new title sponsor. And he's a big racer, and I asked him and his wife, and they were excited. I locked them in on a three-year contract with Outlaw Mini Mod Series. They've been nothing but supportive, and hopefully we can keep them here for much, much more years to come. If they'd like to contact you about your trophy business, what's the best way to do that? I would probably message me on Facebook, LB Awards, or else you could give me a call. My phone number is on the Facebook page. Other than that, social media is probably the best way to contact me. Logan, thank you so much for being with us here on The Dirt Show. As I said off the air, you already have an amazing career, all the things you've done through karting, B-mods, mini-mods, being a promoter. It is amazing, and good luck in the future. I know it's going to be a great series, and you're going to grow it. Well, once again, thank you for having me. It was fun. I enjoyed it. And the Outlaw Mini Mod Series is here to stay, and it's only getting bigger and better every year. And look for some new upcoming drivers in the series as years to come. Hey, everyone. This is Chad Weir's Weir's Machine and Racing Products with today's Tech Tip. Today we're going to talk about our engine and rear end lift handles. These are a real nice piece we've been making for quite a few years. One end has a 3 8 coarse thread stud, and the other one is drilled and tapped 5 8 coarse thread. So you can thread four of these into your engine and you and three of your homeboys can carry an engine around or you put two on each side of the rear end and then you and another guy can carry a rear end around very easily. Real nice trick tool, available at weirsmachine.com. As always, check us out online at weirsmachine.com. Thank you. Why would you use anything but the latest technology in packing products when it comes to shipping your business products? 
Foam Craft Packaging in Owatonna provides a complete line of packaging materials, including foam products, pallets, crates, corrugated boxes, and much, much more. See all of our different packaging options at foamcraftpackaging.com or call 507-455-2893. That's 507-455-2893. If you're in need of a worry-free power lift door, then you'll want to stop and talk with Rod French. Make a statement with a power lift architectural door on your home or cabin. Power lift doors can be retrofitted to fit an existing door opening or designed into your next commercial, agricultural, livestock, or aircraft hangar build. Stylish, functional, and built to last. Power lift doors by French's Manufacturing are made locally in Dodge Center, Minnesota by their experienced craftsmen. Contact Kelly or Rod. Power lift doors by French's Manufacturing. 374-9306. Wolf and Sons Yard Service has heavy equipment. This is Scott Wolf. Whether you need a basement dug, a building removed, footings for a remodel, an RV camper or boat pad, rock, sand, or dirt hauled, or even a driveway or parking lot road graded. Call 455-3524. Aero Race Wheels was established on the conviction that its dedicated staff could provide higher quality wheels designed specifically to endure the tough requirements and conditions of the racing industry. Most importantly, the wheels need to be manufactured and sold, maintaining an affordable price structure. Aero Racing Wheels has become the largest premier steel wheel supplier, and their product line speaks for itself. Upgrade your racing game today at aeroracewheels.com. Rhino Ag Equipment is used in agriculture, commercial, or industrial mowing applications, landscape preparation, roadside maintenance, and many other farm and ranch applications. With 0% financing for 48 months for qualified buyers, now is the time to take home a Rhino. Find a Rhino Ag dealer near you at rhinoag.com. Welcome back here on The Dirt Show, and I am joined by Allison McKinney from the USAC Nationals. The USAC Nationals, September 10th, 11th, and 12th at Hewsett Speedway in Brandon, South Dakota. Three nights of USAC racing at one venue. It is going to be awesome, Allison. Yeah, absolutely. We are really excited about bringing both USAC midgets and non-wing 410 sprint cars back to Hewsett. So it's been um, quite a few years since either of those series have raced there at Hewsett's and I actually went there for the first time earlier this year for the first World of Outlaws show. And during that show, I just kept thinking about how incredible the racing was going to be with midgets on that track in particular. So very excited to be back there. And Allison, you feel the same way as I do when you look back on the history of Houston Speedway. USAC has only been there once in 1996 and once in 2016. So for fans not to have to travel a huge distance to see a USAC race, and also when you look at that track configuration, it is custom built for USAC racing. Yeah, absolutely. I think, especially after the incredible racing that we saw last week at the BC39 from those guys, that track was particularly made for midgets when they created the configuration and layout of that track. Although Houston wasn't, I would argue that whoever built that track in the first place definitely had midgets in mind because the banking at the track and just the configuration of it, I think is going to provide for some incredible racing, both for the midgets and the sprint cars too. The other thing that you've done with the USAC Nationals is brought two divisions together. This is only the fourth time in 2021 that you can go to one venue and see both the midgets and the 410 non-wing sprint cars, so the fans really get a two-for-one deal. 
Yeah, absolutely. In fact, last year I worked with USAC and a few other people and we were trying to just, you know, put some more races on the schedule for these drivers and teams last year after, uh, you know, after a really tough year. And we did the double double and we did that at Gas City in Kokomo. And that was, I think, only the third time that they had run midgets and sprint cars together. And that was two nights in a row, but at different racetracks. So for fans to be able to come to Houston and to see three nights in a row with both the midgets and the sprint cars coming down to the end of some really tight national series points battles. It's just going to provide for some incredible racing. And I think it's going to build throughout the week. That championship night on Sunday is, I think, going to be a barn burner, as they, as they like to say. And speaking of incredible, the purse that you've put together, the payout for the finale 40-lap feature, it's $1,000 just to start on Sunday, September 12th. Yeah, absolutely. So all of that credit goes to the promoter, Matt Wood. Matt just really has a passion for USAC racing in particular, but specifically the midgets. And one of the things that he's been very vocal about is just the fact that the midget purses haven't really increased in recent years. And a lot of times the teams that are running them, it costs them way more to run them than they actually make. So he's been trying to to be a key factor in increasing those purses. So he did that a couple of years ago with his first event, the Hangtown 100, which is out at Placerville. And although that event didn't run last year, it will run again this year. So that was a significant purse. And then he pretty much doubled that and went up to $200,000 total purse overall for these three nights. For these guys to be guaranteed a grand to start the race is huge. And then to have a chance at that $20,000 payout at the end of the night, somebody's going to make some really good money throughout those three days. And looking at the midget feature, that's going to be a 100-lap feature. So not only will it showcase the skill and the ability of that driver, but also somebody who's able to save some of their equipment for the end of that 100-lap race. Absolutely. If you watched the BC39 last week, I think, uh, I don't know how many cars we would have had left if we had been going 100 laps. They got They got pretty heated and pretty excited there. So... I'll take those same guys that are in the fight for the title hunt right now. You throw in a Timez and the Young Guns all in one, and I think it's just going to be incredible racing. I'm sure that I know in the Houston area that wing sprint cars are particularly what they're used to, four tens. So that's been something that we focused on with our promotion as well, is letting people know that these are four ten sprint cars. They're just taking the wing off, making a few adjustments, and they're going to go out there and slide around. So seeing those guys muscle those cars around for 40 laps is one thing, but but then seeing some of those same drivers and a lot of the young and rising stars get in these midgets and compete for 100 laps, I think it's going to blow some minds and definitely create some new midget fans for sure. The USAC Nationals, September 10th, 11th, and 12th at Houston Speedway in Brandon, South Dakota. How can fans get tickets, lodging, or look for camping information? So the best place to go is to usacnationals.com. So it's usacnationals.com. And on the website, they can find links to purchase tickets. We have single-day tickets that start at $35. We also have three-day ticket packages that are still available. Fans can view a map of the grandstands and can choose their specific seat 
when purchasing. So if they are going with a group of friends and some friends already have tickets, they can actually buy tickets in that same section or row with their friends as well. And then on the website, you can also purchase campsites. Drivers and teams can register for the event directly on there. And then we also have a link to purchase the event merchandise. We created commemorative coins as a collector's item for the inaugural year. And that's something that we plan on making an annual thing. So fans can start their collection with their coins as well. We are just really hoping to grow this event and to make this an annual trip to Houston. So we really hope that the fans enjoy it, and we would love to hear feedback and ideas and what they want to see from them. So the other thing they can do is follow USAC Nationals on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And that's where we'll keep our most up-to-date information and any exciting announcements that we still have yet to come. Allison, thank you so much for being with us here on The Dirt Show today, and thank you for everything you've done to help put this event together. Absolutely. We're looking forward to seeing you and all of the great fans up at Houston's here in just a couple of weeks. For over 40 years, winning drivers have relied on VP Racing Fuels to optimize performance. Now get the same benefit with VP Pro-Grade Full Synthetic Oil and High Performance Lubricants. VP's goal was to develop a best-in-class racing oil that offers world-class cutting-edge technology, enhanced durability and wear protection from the street to the track. BP's got you covered with the next generation performance. Fast Shafts owner Pat Fagan is a racer himself and has been testing and building drive shafts for himself and teams all over the nation since 1992. Fast Shaft drive shafts are the number one carbon fiber, steel, chrome molly, and aluminum drive shaft builder for over 90% of the major modified chassis builders. Drive shafts, drive shaft repair, 9-inch Ford center sections, slip yokes, rear end yokes, ring and pinions, bearings, spools, gears, shim kits, and and more, call Fast Shafts today. Made by racers for racers. 800-622-6617. Do you know what many top race car teams use for small radiator leaks? It's Justice Brothers Radiator Stop Leak. Effective insurance that keeps them in the middle of competition. Proven under the toughest racing conditions. And it works the same way in your car. Justice Brothers Radiator Stop Leak stops leaks and radiators and blocks sealing the leak while you drive, and it won't clog the cooling system. It mixes with all antifreeze and coolants. Take the advice of top race teams. Use Justice Brothers Radiator Stop Leak. Race fans of the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum has indoor climate-controlled seating available for every race night in Knoxville at affordable prices. Why sit outside when you can watch the best sprint car races in the country from spacious climate-controlled indoor seating at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum? Call 1-800-874-4488 to reserve indoor seating at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum conveniently located in Turn 2 at Knoxville Raceway. Your personal food and drink items are always welcome at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum's second floor seating area in Knoxville. Buyers Engine Service of Rochester opened its doors in 1975. Hi, this is Corey. Since 1975, we've been offering complete engine machining services and assembly. From flatheads to big blocks, wide blocks to drag race engines, street rods to pulling tractors, Buyers Engine Service offers complete dyno service. So if your race car or street car needs little... Under the hood, trust the place who's been there since 1975. Contact Buyer's Engine Service at 507-282-5586. 
Why choose powder coating over liquid paint finishes? Maximum durability. Extreme Powder Coatings offer a scientific process that uses heat to bake the colorful finish deep into your product. Extreme Powder Coatings can deliver multimedia blasting, impact-resistant epoxy primers, and super-durable powder coat applications to meet your needs. Visit ExtremePowderCoating.net for more information. Welcome back to the sponsor segment here on The Dirt Show, and it is my pleasure today to be joined by J.J. Wise, J.J. Wise Land Pro's agent and auctioneer. J.J., let's talk about the early days. Many listeners know your dad, Steve Wise, from his racing days and chassis business. Yeah, Clay, that's correct. Uh, in the mid-70s and late 70s, dad started SDE, which was Stock Car Enterprises, based out of Manly, Iowa, building late model chassis from just the frames to turnkey race cars. And the interesting thing is, looking back at some of my vintage photos, I actually found one of Denny Anderson, and he was driving one of your dad's cars. A lot of the area's big late model drivers at that time were running your dad's stuff. Yeah, you know, dad had quite a few good drivers over the years. Pretty good household names. Like you said, Denny Anderson was one of them. Bob Shyrock ran some of his cars for a long time, and a guy by the name of Mike Niffenager, which is another pretty big name, and Ted Zeman as well. Fans also know you from your racing days, but sometimes you get a successful business and you're busy with family and you just don't have time to race. After I, uh, I had my little boy, Axel, I, I kind of switched gears a little bit, and uh, there was more important things in life and putting food on the table, and my career kind of was taken off about the same time, and we just kind of went to work doing auctions all over the Midwest. How did you get your start in auctioneering? July marked 25 years for me since I graduated from auction school. My dad went to auction school in 1994, and when he went to auction school, he had the tapes that they used to train you to kind of create a bid call, and I started listening to those tapes back in 94 with my father, and I kind of picked up a chance, and two years later, they sent me to school, and Fast forward 25 years, I now sell in farmland through Land Pros out of Albert Lee and working about four to five car auctions as a contract auctioneer a week on top of my everyday business of selling personal property and farm equipment. And you are one of those rare breeds of auctioneers that do it all. Auto auctions, household auctions, collectible auctions, ag machinery auctions, land auctions, and even online auctions. Yeah, you know, with all the stuff that happened last year in 2020 with COVID, we had been doing online auctions for probably about 10 years, but we were able to shift gears and kind of go that direction because technically in Iowa and Minnesota, we couldn't have live auctions or crowds big enough to support the amount of people. So we have the equipment not only to do an online-only auction, we can do a simulcast auction where... You can be live in person or sit at your computer and be just as if you were sitting in the crowd at a normal live auction. The sad thing is, I know that eliminates some people who are not internet savvy or never care to be internet savvy, but literally having an online auction opens up the bidding to anyone, anywhere, and that is a huge audience. Yes. We know that there's a lot of people out there that still want the live auctions, and trust me, I I love calling auctions. 
fact, I just got back from the Iowa State Fair uh, here yesterday. I'm on the board of directors for the Iowa Auctioneers Association, and we had our bid calling contest. And the live auction is something that is near and dear to my heart. And I guess depending on the asset, we help the client determine what's going to be the best outcome for them. And like you said, we're selling things all over the country and sending things and buyers all over the country. We're going to do what's best for that person and their interest and what the outcome at the end of the day is going to be for them. And you talk about those live calling contests. Now, instead of picking up racing trophies, you're picking up auctioneering awards. Yeah, uh, I was very humbled. To, I won the 2019 Iowa State contest back in August of 2019. And then that same year, I went to the World Automobile Auction Contest, which was in South Carolina. There was about 60 competitors there, and I was one of the finalists for that. And then just here a couple months ago, the National Auctioneers Conference show in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and I thought I'd try my hand in that. And there were 50 of us there and came out in the top 15 on that as well. I was the only one in the top 15 that had ever been in that contest. I felt like I had a pretty good run for my first go of that. On your website, you can get signed up for email alerts about all of your upcoming auctions. Yeah, we have constant contact email. You know, we're building that day by day. You can go to NorthIowaAuctions.com. Like you said, there's a link. It'll sign you up for our constant contact for basically our equipment auctions and personal property auctions on that website, or they can also just email me, and we can put you on strictly a land email as well. We have constant contact on both sides, just depending on what kind of auction you're looking to do or have. And you can also get registered as a bidder for upcoming online sales, and it looks like you have a huge farm toy and collectible auction coming up soon. Yeah, we started these toy auctions about a year ago and sold about $100,000 worth of farm toys in uh, just a few months for different collectors, and it, it really took off. The farm toy market was pretty hot and still is. We have a couple of those that should happen before the end of the year, and we've been shipping those toys all over the country. It's really amazing how well that market has stayed there. With over 50 years of combined experience, sell it today the wise way. What a great line. Yeah, that was kind of my dad's trademark line that he, he came up with when he started the business. And it, it does. It, it's very fitting. Sell today the wise way. And my cell phone is 420-SELL. We like to coordinate all that stuff. And, you know, it's just a, it's been a fun business. I enjoy it. 25 years doesn't seem like 25 years, Clay, I can tell you that. If they have a piece of property they want to sell, they have some equipment they want to sell, possibly a household coming up they want to liquidate, how can they find out more about selling something or your upcoming auctions? So two websites. You can go to NorthIowaAuctions.com for the personal property and farm equipment. That'll be at the NorthIowaAuctions.com. My phone number is on there. Feel free to call me with any questions, whether you're a buyer or seller. Also, landpros.com, which is my brokerage that I work for, and that website is landpros, L-A-N-D-P-R-O-Z.com. 
I really miss seeing the number 68 out at the racetrack, but with all that you have going, I can totally understand why I don't see out at the track anymore. JJ, thanks for all you do, and thank you so much for being with us here on The Dirt Show. You bet, Clayne. I appreciate all the followers for your dirt show, and I'm glad to be a sponsor. Your home is your sanctuary. The next time you need appliance service, invite someone in that will treat it that way. Sorensen's Appliance Service is locally owned with 15 years of experience. Sorensen's Appliance Service also has fully certified technicians who will leave your home as clean as they found it. If you want fast, efficient, and cleanly service, contact Sorensen's Appliance Service today, 256-7766. That's 256-7766. Founded by Jesse Olson in 2004, Medieval Chassis was formed to fulfill a need for better engineered race cars. Medieval Chassis' new state-of-the-art facility has made it a leader in the stock car racing industry and multi-time national champions. The use of a fiber tube laser, CNC tube bender, and flat laser allows Medieval Chassis to engineer and produce a chassis that exceeds all others in performance and adjustability. Find out more today at MedievalChassis.com. Shevland Enterprises, your locally owned and operated sanitation and recycling service, offers the highest quality garbage removal and trash pickup services at great rates. Commercial, residential, construction, and industrial trash removal and recycling in Owatonna and the surrounding areas in Dodge and Steel Counties. Shevland Enterprises also specializes in roll-offs and dumpster. Contact Chris and his staff today for small town service at a small town price. 528-9900. That's 528-9900. Celebrating 100 years of family-owned excellence, Pulver Towing will always be there for you. With multiple locations, inexperienced staff, and quality customer service, Pulver Towing has emergency service available 24-7, and they work around the clock to offer towing, recovery, and roadside assistance to our communities. If you need them, call 507-282-3851. That's 507-282-3851. Pulver Towing, the premier towing experts. Welcome back to our sponsor segment brought to you by Pulver Towing and Josh, one of the biggest travel weekends of the season. And we hear so many incidents where people do not give the emergency crews room to do their jobs. If you see those flashing lights up ahead, pull over into the left lane, give those guys room to do their job because things can happen in a split second. Yeah, that's correct. In the towing industry, we lose about one tow operator every six days in this country being struck on our nation's highways. And our firefighters, EMS, law enforcement, garbage men, road construction workers all fall under this category. If you see those flashing lights, slow down, move over. Um, I like to say 12 seconds or 12 feet. That's what we're asking for. Slow down, move over. A lane is 12 feet wide. It's only going to cost you 12 seconds on your trip to make sure we go home safe to see our families. Be much appreciated if everybody slows down and gives us a little bit of room out there. We always talk about Pulver Towing having the latest technology, the latest training. You actually have something installed in your truck that alerts oncoming motorists. We do. We're in the process, and I think we got 17 trucks equipped with it right now. It's called the Haas Alert System. So if you have a newer vehicle, it kind of reminds me of the old dinger in the 90s on your seatbelt reminding you to put your seatbelt on. Well, this technology, the easiest way to describe it is the new dinger to remind you to slow down and move over for that tow truck up there. It sends out a signal to your new GPS, sometimes through your Apple phone or your Google Maps, and it tells you that Pulver Towing is up ahead. Please slow down, move over, and give them room. It's unique technology. 
I think more tow operators, EMS, fire, everybody's going to have this mandated in 2023 in all their vehicles. And the newer vehicles that get on the road will have the receptors to it. So it's one more thing to help us get home safe to our families. I know most of the people I know before they travel check everything from their tires to their boat trailers, make sure everything's secure. But if you're out there and you have trouble, you have a flat tire on your boat trailer, your vehicle overheats, Pulver's is everywhere. Josh, tell them where you're located, and if they do break down, what is that main line they can call, and you'll get somebody near them out to service them. Yeah, we got divisions in Marshall, Fulda, Worthington, Austin, Rochester, just to name a few. Anywhere you go, travel trailers, everything, we're equipped to handle it. You can call us on our main line at 507-282-3851. Josh, thanks for all you do, and be safe out there over the holiday weekend. Yep, everybody, thank you. Safe travels. As the leading slat replacement professionals in the U.S., Altenburg Construction knows what works and what doesn't. Simply put, they understand your business. Altenburg Construction started in 1994 and has over 27 years of experience and has completed more than 5,000 hog and cattle barns in 14 states. Every customer is unique and every situation is different. That's why their employees are company trained. Trust the slat replacement professionals at Altenburg Construction. Give them a call, 888-435-20. Or see AltenburgConstruction.com. Transform your garage into an extension of your home with a custom finished floor by Garage Force. No matter how you use your garage, Garage Force has you covered. American made, backed by a lifetime warranty. Our professionally installed industrial grade coatings will protect your garage from anything life throws at it and makes cleanup a snap. More importantly, it's the unbelievable feeling you get each time you use your dream garage. Visit us online at garageforce.com. Call Todd at 651-387-9213. That's 651-387-9213. Welcome to the Dirt Track segment brought to you by Cookies, Sauces, and Seasonings. Fairmont Raceway was racing last Monday night, August 16th, for their fair race. In the Modifieds, Brandon Beckendorf over Kelly Shryock. In the Stock Cars, Brandon Beckendorf over Derek Green. In the Sport Mods, Jared Baumeister over Zach Davis. In the Hobby Stocks, Corey Probst over Parker Anderson. And in the Sport Compacts, RJ Esquita over Logan Kelly. Kasuth County Speedway was racing last Thursday night, August 19th. In the Sport Mods, Doug Cook over Matthew Loaf. In the Stock Cars, Kelly Shryock over Calvin Lang. In the Hobby Stocks, Mike Smith over James Burns. In the Modifieds, Jeremy Mills over Kelly Shryock. And in the Sport Compacts, Jade Lang over Lucas Parsons. KRA Speedway in Wilmer was racing last Thursday night, August 19th. In the Peer Stocks, Bruce Labs over Taylor Olson. In the Midwest Modifieds, Jake Smith over Ashley Mareworth. In the Mod 4s, Robert Holquist over Tyler Larson. In the Super Stocks, Dexton Cook over Jacob Knepper. In the Hornets, Matthew Dittman over Doug Martin. And in the Late Models, Jordan Talaxon over Shane Edgington. Chateau Speedway was racing last Friday night, August 20th. In the B-Mods, Hunter Kennedy over Noah Grinstead. In the Modifieds, Jason Cummins over Dwayne Hansen. In the Pier Stocks, Andrew Eichens over Jack Paulson. In the Street Stocks, Zach Elward over Corey Adams. In the Hornets, Brian Schott over Nick Silman. And in the Midwest Modifieds, Caden Kath over Scott Simmons. Mississippi Thunder Speedway was racing last Friday night, August 20th. In the Hobby Stocks, Steve Larson over Scott Spittle. 
In the B mods, Jim Chisholm over Brandon Hare. In the modifieds, Josh Angst over Rodney Sanders. And in the Dirt King late model 40 lap feature, Chad Motter over Jimmy Mars. Arlington Raceway was racing last Saturday night. In the hobby stock division, Corey Probst over Matt Olson. In the sport compacts, Alan Lahr over Marshall Robinson. In the sport mods, Matthew Loaf over Zach Davis. In the carts, Carter Brown, Travis Manderfield, and Megan Voss all took checkered flags. In the mods, Clint Haddlestead over Trent Loverud. In the Outlaw Hobby Division, Rodney Manthe over Dakota Robinson. In the sprint cars, Trevor Service over Matt Johnson. And in the stock cars, Chad Schroeder over Matthew Sauer. Madison Speedway was racing last Saturday night, August 21st. In the Pierce Stocks, Alex Grininger over Shane DeLong. In the Late Models, Nate Beinhoff over Blair Notdruff. In the Hornets, Brady Hagen over Dylan Tare. In the Midwest Modifieds, Brendan Blazek over Austin Sibba. In the Modifieds, Tony Canold over Scott Ward. In the Street Stocks, Mike Jans over Josh Long. And in the Super Stocks, Sean Furnks over Nick Sipke. Deer Creek Speedway was racing last Saturday night, August 21st. In the modified A-Main, Dustin Sorensen over Zach Vanderbeek. In the B-Mods, Jim Chisholm over Brandon Hare. In the Super Stocks, Brandon Duhlman over Ryan Wyoming. In the Street Stocks, Braden Brower over Nick Schwabach. And in the Midwest Modifieds, Caden Kath over Mitch Weiss. Ogilvy Raceway was also running last Saturday night in the Hornets, Matthew Dittman over Nate Servotny in the Midwest Modifieds, David Swearingen over Travis Schulte in the Mod 4s, Robert Holquist over Tyler Larson in the Modifieds, Shane Sabraski over Ryan Gerke in the Street Stocks, Jeff Ekdahl over Justin Pagonis and in the Super Stocks, Shane Sabraski over Josh Zimple. Worthington Speedway was running last Saturday in the Stock Cars, Chris Paulsrock over Jason Fisher. In the Sport Mods, Jared Baumeister over Nate Albrandt. In the Hobby Stocks, Malik Sampson over John Ross. In the Bombers, Zachary Bierman over Silas Top. In the Modifieds, Cody Thompson over Ricky Stevens. And in the Sport Compacts, Jaden Erickson over Katie DeVries. Houston Speedway was running last Sunday night, August 22nd. In the 410 Outlaw Wing Sprint Cars, David Gravel over Austin McCarl. And in the Late Model Street Stocks, Zach Oliver over J.J. Zibble. Mason City Motor Speedway was running last Sunday night, August 22nd. In the USRA B-Mod A-Main, Jim Chisholm over Hunter Kennedy. In the Modifieds, Josh Angst over Rodney Sanders. In the Hobby Stocks, Scott Doble over Kyle Seidels. In the Stock Cars, Jason Fisher over Todd Staley. In the Tuners, Max Heimbaum over John Gill. Toner's Lake Karting Facility offers dirt oval karting at its finest. Hot laps start at noon on Sundays, followed by great kart racing from rookies to pros. Admission is always free, and pit passes are only 5 bucks. Come out and enjoy some exciting, safe, and fair kart racing at a well-organized facility. Toner's Lake Karting, located northwest of Wasika in a beautiful rural setting next to Toner's Lake. See tonerslakecarding.org for more details. Hi, this is Harvey West, and you've been listening to The Dirt Show. See you at the races.